2: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
3: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
4: Our number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app. Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, Baton Rouge, didn't forget about you. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidland is here as well. Still to come this hour, Pete Futak on College Football, Andy McNeil, Eastern Conference of the NHL, Mark Borchard standing by on baseball. Oh, the pro tip of the hour, though, the first hour, uh, the pro tip besides don't play poker with O's, the medalist, <laughs> besides that one, is uh, it has to do with the Atlanta Braves, both moving forward and also talking in retrospect um, moving forward, the tip is the Braves might be better than they, than they were last season. I would, I would not say might be. They are better than they were last season. And I would argue there's still value on them in particularly the World Series market. Um, but in retrospect, again, I just want to make this point for all the great sort of bets that we've made over time here on a numbers game, whether that's Fiat Tech, whether it's any number of tennis futures. Uh, whether it's Paulo Boncaro, whether it's the Warriors, whether it's Ole Miss in College World Series. It goes on and on and on through the history of this show. And the Atlanta Braves is one of these that that sort of falls in line. If they get there, they have to win one more game or the Mets have to lose. It's not there yet. But the point is, the pro tip is, if you believe that a number is bad, you have to really be, especially in baseball, where it's a day-by-day thing, you have to be really obstinate about blocking out noise. And people are going to talk Mets, Mets, Mets. They're a New York team. They're going to talk about how it sets up poorly for the team based on the number that I had with the Braves day in and day out. Oh, it's going to set up so poorly for the Braves. The Mets have the tiebreaker on and on and on. We talked about it earlier with Paul Spohr. But then all these bits of data come in day after day. Oh, well, DeGrom is still not pitching well. Uh, The Braves still match up well with Scherzer. Hey, look, the Braves could still get the tiebreaker, right, if they sweep. It's never off their racket. And again, Alcantara won't pitch for the Marlins if it gets that far. All these little things, you have to remain steadfast in any bets you make. This just happens to be the Braves. But in any bet you make, if your conviction is what's your conviction, don't let noise talk you off that conviction. That is your pro tip in addition to the Braves, of course, being value here towards the future. Pro tip of the hour, uh, available at vsun.com. We do 20 a day, sorted by sport and by show. vsun.com for all your pro tips a day. Uh, we get tweets. Yes, we do at Beating the Book, Kelly. I always appreciate uh, the feedback. Perhaps today I appreciate it more than ever before. This is from, uh, first of all, this is about the uh, my question that I asked about are football players allowed, like Bobby Wagner did last night, to just destroy, clothesline yes. a fan for running on the field? And I asked for lawyers to, we have a couple. Vegas Vice, a player who uh, stops a fan on the field. Can get sued. It is not a smart idea to do it. When someone gets really hurt, a lawyer will take the case. And if it's just an idiot who doesn't get hurt, a jury will never give him an award of substantial money. So they can take the case, but unless the guy's hurt, they're never going to they're never going right. to win anything. Yeah. One more Mark Geiger, who's been so good about. uh... Uh, lawyer law matters in on this show in the past he says the quote unquote fan is a trespasser but his attorney's going to argue that the force used by a player was excessive to repel the threat posed this theory might actually fly in the bay area would have been better had they just let security do the job so there you go and then as you might imagine the onslaught of tweets from our segment with O's the mentalist power play picks what sorcery did i just witness oh my god speechless right now russell ambrose LOL, I was even thinking eight of clubs while listening on iHeart was like, no way he's going to pick even what I'm thinking. <laughs> am I that, really, by that transparent? Uh, so Mark, the other
5: thing I think that needs to be cleared up real quick, Gil, this was not a fresh like a fresh pack of cards where it's all in order, right? It, they were mixed already because they were a used deck.
4: No, I think they were in order, and then I shuffled them. And
5: then you shuffled them. Okay, yeah.
4: Right. Um, Mac, I mean, either way. Whatever, yeah. Either way. Mac uh, at, at Macchiovelli. That was crazy. Makes no sense how he would know that. Not that's uh, not that's Jay. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Warn me the next time this guy's on with you. I just drove off the road. Eight of clubs. Dan Marley. WTF. Drew Tindall. Gil. That was riveting. What the heck just happened? Walked away from my desk to gather myself. Um. Web twelve sixty six. I had the seven of. I had the seven of clubs. What was the eight of clubs. But the Dan Marley thing is just incredible. James at uh, the James Lloyd. Holy schnikes. Mind officially blown. Scott, New York, Mess 16, listening in my car on the radio, but I cannot wait to get home and watch that clip. I am big on reading people's mannerisms, but this is insane. Mark Geiger again. The dude is right out of the Twilight Zone. I mean, this goes on and on. RB at The Real Mad Indie. Holy hell, Gil, quit creeping me out. This is incredible. Jason Stark, not that (laughs) Jason Stark. LOL, Gil tried to go with Thunder Dan, and this guy got it. (laughs) Ed2112, wow, that was cool and creepy all in one segment. Thankfully, Kelly saved the day. Oh, by him not being able to read your mind, I guess. Steel trap, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, RB again is get this guy on to do guessing lines with Chris. He'll hit everyone dead on. (laughs) Uh, Will at the Pepsi guy is a skeptic. He said the seeds were planted. He mentioned that it was raining when he was in New York, then mentioned how great it would be in Las Vegas. He got Dan Marley out of that? But, like, isn't that the
5: magician tr- magician wordplay of how you connect what you figured, or, figured out to your, you know, guest or whatever it is?
4: Uh, Angriest guy in New Jersey. Exactly what I thought first. If I ever see this guy at a poker table, I'm not sitting down. Not sitting down. I don't care what he says about not, not yeah, being able to know exactly. what I have in the hole.
5: Cause uh, he could just talk to you and get into your head the entire time. I, he could say one. He, if he said that Dan Marley thing to me at a poker table, I'd be like, well, it was fun playing with you all. I'm getting up now.
4: He says, he also says, get ready for the college football lines to jump all over the place right before you're guessing. Last segment. <laughs> uh, tired guy right now. He says, Hey, oh, he put up image. He goes, I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to be here. Jason H11, who would have thought that Kelly had the steel trap brain and Gil's the gullible one that gets picked out of the crowd to hypnotize? That's right. Couldn't get Buster Posey.
5: That was the guy I wrote down.
4: I don't know if I was gullible, but, man, what just happened? He Maybe he sucker. did hypnotize me.
5: Yeah.
4: Am I am I hypnotized right now? Jonathan Salvera, I just saw this segment with a mentalist, and, wow, my advice to you, Gil, would be never to sit at a poker table. <laughs> Bill Hooker, cheating in poker, cheating in fishing, now unexplainable card tricks on a numbers game. What's next? A. Brown, the mentalist, has to be a cheating scandal on the level of Neiman's cheese beads. <laughs> Chess beads. Chess beads, I'm sorry. <laughs> Chess beads. Can you ch- can you check for the cameras showing that eight of the clubs? Unless the camera is up my butt. Oh, it, it was eight of the clubs. You... you- well, you pulled it out. Anyway, these go on and on and on. What's this one? James Jesse Welsh is the last one. I think Gil might have just attempted to sabotage the greatest segment in radio history out of jealousy. What does that mean? I have no idea. I have no idea what that means. I tried to sabotage that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. It got
5: clunky at the end. We tried to jam a lot in. so yeah. We are we getting to a lot. And now we've had poor Mark Borchardt on hold for a while.
4: Yeah. By the way, your UTEP guess, uh, minus three. It was Louisiana Tech, minus three. Ah, sure. Whatever. You know, just... <laughs> Okay. Jump the fence. Mark Borchin is with us. Mark, we'll keep you over the uh over the line if you don't mind for a few minutes if you're able to do that. How you doing, man? We just uh, yeah, that, we just had our minds blown, sorry.
6: That's cool. You know, I have to check that segment out. I, I wasn't listening, I was I was working on some numbers for the show, but uh it sounds like sounds like it was exciting, Gil.
4: What numbers were you working on? I'm curious.
6: Well, I, I was working on the probability of the wild card rounds, and I think that, you know, maybe we can get into this at the at the at the back end of the you know the next segment but i think philadelphia and san diego need to lose these games i mean they're so philadelphia is so much better off if they play the cardinals as a six seed as opposed to playing the mets as a force as a, as a five seed rather i mean it's 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 insane Gil. if you if you look at the the, the probabilities of, and I'm not really high on St. Louis's pitching. It Wainwright's been a mess. He's got an 8% strikeout rate his last 150 plate appearances, which is worse than baseball. Um, it, it, so they're going to have to start him. That's 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 dangerous for for St. Louis. But anyway, uh, Philadelphia has a 62% chance to win that series versus St. Louis. And they only got a 31% chance to win against the Mets. So how are they going to be motivated? I mean, somebody's got to be looking at these numbers in the front office and just saying, hey, you know, don't don't win tonight. Let's be the sixth seed. It gives us a better probability to win rather than playing the Mets as, as, as a five seed. So I think that that gives you value on tonight's game, you know, Verlander to me is, is kind of in the, I think that that Cy Young awards tighter than the market is Gil. If you look at Otani's numbers, he's only a couple games back on the win losses. So I think this is an important game for Verlander to kind of solidify that Cy Young, even though like you would think, well, that's a, you know, it's not that big of a deal, but I I do. I think that that, that
4: you you think if not Verlander, Otani might sneak in there. Is that what you're saying? I
6: do. Yeah, I do because I don't think that they're, they're that far apart from a, from a numbers standpoint, I just want to look at the wins real fast. So like Otani's got 15 wins versus Verlander, 17 wins. That's kind of the driver in the Cy Young uh, battle. And if you look at Otani's K to nine, he's number one in the American league. I I think that he could get it actually. I don't think that for me, (laughs) yeah. So that would be monster. So you got this confluence of things where Phil to me, Philly has to lose. To, to improve their chances of, of advancing in the playoffs. And then Verlander's trying to, you know, he I think he's got, I think this is an important game in the Cy Young race, in my, so, in my mind.
4: So you like the Astros tonight?
6: Yeah, I'd play the Astros. Okay. I, I mean, I mean Philadelphia, if they win this, if they win the next two and San Diego loses the next two, and they they come in as a fissy. That's a disservice to the organization. They've, they've got to be looking at that stuff.
4: You know? I always, like on this show over the years, we have always talked about jockeying for seating position, not just in baseball, but in other sports as well. And what we find more often than not, I will sort of say this anecdotally, is that teams are not thinking the way we do often, right? So I'm totally on your page, right? So right now, the difference between, again, the... Uh, the Padres and the Phillies. Padres are 88-72. and 72. Phillies are 87-73. and 73. The Phillies win tiebreakers. So what you're saying is the Phillies ought not to get into a tie. They should just remain behind. Do they play it that yeah. way? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it. what?
6: I mean, think about it. You want to play you want I'm to with face you. With I'm not arguing with it. I'm sure it's crazy. I'm it's totally, so these guys, Mark, so the organization page, needs to look at this and say, you got, I don't care if we got to put a position player out there. I, we do not need to win. We need to lose these next two games. I
4: agree. It's, it's, yeah. with you. So, One thousand yep. percent. I agree with you. One thousand uh, percent. We'll talk about if there's a uh, implication, such an implication in the American League uh, after the break with Mark Borchard and uh, get his thoughts on other randoms. Like again, we'll reiterate the question: What's the team? Again, long shot. He's answered this before on the show. Let's see if that answer is the same. Baseball with Mark Borchard on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network.
4: Numbers game, proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Don't forget about VSEN Pro, by the way. We don't want to let that uh, slip by. Football season in full swing. Everything you need to know before betting this week. Subscribe to VSEN Pro. You get full access to everything we do if you subscribe to VEASAN pro, uh, VEASAN pro. That includes our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show host and guests, 24-7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin is here. We'll read some more <laughs> we'll read some more tweets later. Andy McDeal on hockey, Pete Futak of College Football. Got our NFL rankings coming up as well. Mark Borchard, kind enough to uh, stay with us here this morning at Basewinner. Basewinner.com. I think making a great point uh before the commercial about how, hey, look, the Phillies They shouldn't be incentivized because remember, they have all the tiebreakers. So they would have a tiebreaker. I think it was four to three against the Padres this year. So they they don't want to get into a tie with the Padres because that would mean uh, that the Phillies would end up as the five seed. They would play perhaps the New York Mets if the Braves can get it done today or if the Mets lose one more. um, And that would put the Padres, um, you know, into... The more favorable position of having to play the Cardinals. So the object for the Phillies would be to get the sixth seed and to play the Cardinals and avoid the Mets and/or the Braves. Um, how about in the American... By the way, one more thing about that: there is rain again today in New York, and we're trying to effort. What happens here if the Let's say the Bra- if the Braves. So there's a couple things, right? If the Braves lose tonight, the Mets still have to play these baseball games, and there's only one. Extra day between the regular season and the postseason beginning. So, like Major League Baseball is going to have to really. The the Mets would push essentially to that off day. So, the Mets would play the final two days of the regular season into a postseason in that scenario. That's if the Braves lose, right? If the Braves win and the Mets doubleheader is rained out today, then do we get to a scenario where the Mets stop playing baseball at one fifty nine or one sixty and then we have to ask sports books how they grade that. Good lord, could you imagine? By the way, no one goes below one fifty nine, so I think we're cool in most cases. But you can't hold me to that. You have to know at the at the sports book that you bet it at. Anyway, I'm just saying there's a lot of things swirling around right now. And so we yeah, have Yeah, what a
6: mess. What a mess. What a mess. It is yeah, a that mess. sounds just terrible, may okay, I?
4: Complete um, mess. Is there anything? The thing is yeah. this-
6: Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, no. Gil, no go go ahead.
4: ahead. Say what you're going to say. Go.
6: Well, and the thing is, I mean, the matchup tonight, uh, you know, in Miami, if you if you look at it, Oderizan versus Braskin Garrett. I like Garrett. I, I have this as kind of a pick So I don't think it's out of the realm that the I don't think it's an automatic that the Braves, even though they're priced minus one fifty five in the market, are going to win that game. So we could be looking at kind of a messy situation. That's pretty interesting th- uh, thinking there, Gil.
4: Now, what about so in in the American League? We have a situation with the five and six, where the Rays and the Mariners are one game separated. Uh, Make that yeah, make that one and a half actually. Anything there to worry about with seeding?
6: Actually, actually, you want to be if you're if you're the Seattle Mariners, you you want to be the higher seed because they have. Yeah. So, it, and it's the same thing for the race. So it's not, it's not this, but, but the probability for, for Seattle to beat Cleveland in, by my numbers is 52%. For Seattle to beat Toronto, it's 56%. Okay. So they, so they're actually, there's, there's not that same, that same thing, but the Philly thing is, it is insane. Yes. The probability just, I mean, not only are they like, it's, they're better, they're better served to be the sixth seed. They're like better served in in a, like a huge way it like doubles their odds even more than doubles their odds to 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 go further so it's amazing. i think that if if philly has a decent analytics department they're seeing this stuff so i mean you but would, what's weird you would what's hope. weird is the market hasn't reacted to that you, you know you know houston hasn't gone from you know minus 190 to minus 500 which they should in my opinion they should be if if philly's if philly is actually like thinking straight They will do everything in their power not to win this game.
4: But that was my point before the break, Mark, is like usually we're thinking straighter than some of these ball clubs are or some of these teams are in these kinds of situations. By the way, one more question on baseball today. The Diamondbacks are only minus 115 favorites at the Brewers who just got eliminated, and it's Zach Gallen on the hill. Did you not play the Diamondbacks there?
6: I, I like the Diamondbacks there. I've got it priced minus 181 for Arizona. I think you play it on the five inning line. Okay. Uh, just kind of isolate it down. I, my numbers don't like Lowry. He's not a big strikeout guy. Zach uh, Gallon, 11 out of 150 pitchers by my rating. So yeah, I think that's that's pretty good value. Okay. Uh, I would recommend playing the first five on that game.
4: All right. Last question then, uh, and I've asked you this before, but just again for for the audience that may not have heard that. If you're making a long-shot bet to win the World Series now, for you, the value would be on who?
6: Cleveland and Seattle, in, in my opinion.:
4: Cleveland and Seattle, because that's interesting because both you and Spore went Seattle, and now both of you, without talking to each other, have like drifted to Cleveland and Seattle.
6: Yeah. I mean, they they look identical. So I'm looking at starting pitching. This is deep four. This is four starter rankings and it's Mets number one, uh, 29% better than average, 71 base winner ERA. Then the Dodgers 77 run suppression number Cleveland and Seattle, uh, Cleveland 85 uh, run suppression number Seattle 86. So it goes Mets, Dodgers, Cleveland, Seattle from a starting rotation standpoint. And then depending on what chart you look at, Cleveland's number one bullpen in a lot of a lot of my ratings, and then Seattle's number two, or vice versa. So I think that they're kind of interchangeable that way, and and I I think that they can they can play up against uh, the Yankees in Houston. So I think that from a from a underdog standpoint, I think those are those are two good plays, and then I would go Padres if they get that six seed because I think they can beat the the, uh, the Cardinals. I, I think that uh, you know the Philly. Probably, probably not so much. I mean, they're both like both starting rotations are are identical. I think that six seed. If you want to go for a, for an underdog value, uh, go ahead and get that six seed in the in the national. So League.
4: you're saying six seed either way, though, right? Padres or Phillies over the Cardinals is what you're saying?
6: Yeah, and yeah. and and more favorably the the Padres. So if you want to isolate Padres. it down, yeah, okay. they they're, they're stronger offensively than the Phillies.
4: Mark, we appreciate it as always, man. Thank you so much.
6: My pleasure, Gil. I got to check out that that mentalist segment. It, it yeah. seems to be please, do. please do wild. Yeah, please do. Okay.
4: The whole show's been in a blur since then. Thank you, Mark Mark Borger at basewinner BaseWinner.com. You ready for some NFL power rankings, Kelly? Let's do it. And fire it up. Plug it in. Power rankings with an outlet and a cord. <laughs> Powered <it> up. <laughs> all right, so mine haven't changed all that much since last week. The Bills are still number one to me. Uh, number one team in football. Comeback win over the Ravens. And again, I, I still feel they're the best team in football. I get it. They lost to the uh, to the Dolphins. But um, listen, remember that box score. Remember the Bills didn't have 14 starters at one point. So the Bills are number one to me. Listen, the Chiefs are number two right behind them. What have the Chiefs done to think of them as anything other than one or two? And the Eagles, they're third. They're the only undefeated team in professional football. They are third to me the way that they have played all this season long. and I, I, Those three are kind of unassailable to me. Then 4, 5, and 6, I've got the Dolphins at 4. Again, their only loss is on the short turnaround week at Cincinnati with the Tua injury. The Ravens, I get it, they've lost 2, but they, they were way up on the Dolphins. They were way up on the Bills. And yes, they did squander those leads, but I'm not prepared to put them any lower than 5. I still think they're among the elite. And then I've always been bullish on the Niners, despite the fact that I went against them yesterday. Remember, I have Super Bowl and NFC futures on the Niners. They've always been in my top 10. I actually raised them to 6 from 8. After that, quite frankly, Kelly, free-for-all. Yeah, totally. I have the Chargers at 7 just because I loved them in the preseason. I get it. They have their flaws, too. But they didn't have Keenan Allen. They don't have Rashawn Slater now, so that's a big deal. But currently, they're still at 7. Sure, they could topple. The Rams are still in the top 10, as are the Bucs. Um, but, yes, both didn't look good here. The Rams especially. They're 8th. The Bucks still have a great defense. And who do they get crushed by? Kansas City. So I'm not sure I can really knock them down too far. And then the Bengals... Or 10, but I could have thrown in, I don't know, the Vikings or the Packers too, I guess.
5: Yeah, so I like, and I'll like, i start right there. 10 is the one I had to battle over the most. Where I had Bengals in that spot last week. They won. So should they have really moved out of my top 10? Probably not. At the end of the day, do I still think the Rams are a slightly better team than them? Yes, I do. So that's kind of where I went. At the top, though, Bills, one for me, no reason to change that. Eagles, two, no reason to change that. Chiefs, three. I guess me and you have Eagles and Chiefs swapped, right? You had Chiefs, two, Eagles, three. So I like the Eagles a little bit better than the Chiefs right now. Bucks, obviously, mm. that's when we differ the most. Yes, we on. do. Yeah. I, I look at this as a situation of, look, the. Tom has still gotten tough. We're we're on first name basis. Yeah. Uh, You know, he still hasn't got a lot of time with this core group of wide receivers that we know are going to all be back and healthy at some point. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge them too harshly until I see them play with that wide receiving course. So I I love their defense. Got them there at four. Ravens, we both have five. I think that's right where they they, they deserve to be right now. Chargers, I have at six. Me and you kind of right there on them as well. Uh, getting healthier. We'll see what happens with them. Vikings, not on yours. I still have them on mine. I put them on seven. Packers, eight. Niners, move into my top ten at nine. Rams have to fall below the Niners. Maybe don't even belong in the top ten right now, but they do come in at number ten for me.
4: Yeah, so the Bucs is the biggest difference, for sure. And that was reflected in my horrible guessing lines. Guess on the Bucks this weekend is two, uh, two against the Falcons. I, I think you're probably more right than I am. The defense, can you really – I mean – it was the Chiefs, right? So I guess we'll have yeah. to learn more about them here moving forward. Coming back, hockey. We'll wrap up our hockey preview with Andy McNeil. On the other side, it's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: A numbers
0: game on Veasan, the sports betting network.
4: The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The Veasan Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL bettor should know. This guide's a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season to get the Veasan Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a Veasan Pro subscriber today at com slash subscribes. Speak of the devil. Ladies and gentlemen from Edmonton, Alberta, it's the angriest Canadian we know, Andy McNeil. How you doing I'm
7: here? just disappointed right now. I'm not angry. I'm disappointed that you keep reading that read in, in the, the plural form, right? I mean, there's only one hockey betting expert here, Gil.
4: <laughs> he defies you. Once again, he challenges you to find another person on there. I love, first of all, let me just say, I already love what you're wearing on your head. You're wearing a Washington Capitals hat. And we're talking about both uh, both divisions in the Eastern Conference right here, the Atlantic and the Metropolitan. And, of course, uh, last year, uh, the Lightning got all the way to the finals. Just talking about the Eastern Conference macro. They tried to have a three-peat. They couldn't get it done. Uh, Colorado Avalanche got them. Rangers got to the Eastern Conference finals. Neither one of those two clubs, by the way, was the uh, was the best uh, teams in their respective divisions. But you're wearing the Caps hat, so maybe we should start there. What do you like about them?
7: Well, I, I think the Carolina Hurricanes are the best team in the Metropolitan Division, and um, it, it really comes down to there not being a, a big gap between the, 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 the best of the rest, the Rangers, the Penguins, and the Capitals. I think the Capitals arguably are the best of, of those three teams uh, and, and should slot into the second place there behind, uh, behind Carolina. Um, I bet them at plus seven fifty to win the Metropolitan Division. Uh, I've heard from some other people that you can find better than eight to one, maybe maybe even better than that uh, out there. Um, so I think that's a good bet. It should be around five to one uh, by my estimation. Like I said, I think the Carolina's a top team. Um, I have the, the the Capitals finishing with a uh, hundred and one points on average. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so I, I do like their their over uh, on their uh, regular season points total as well, which I believe um, is around ninety five ish, if I'm not mistaken, ninety six and a half. Maybe it's moved a bit, um, and uh, and I like them to make the playoffs at minus one sixty. Uh, I you know it's not the the most attractive price out there, and you've obviously got to wait uh, a long time to collect your money if they do indeed make the playoffs. But I, I really like what this team did over the summer. Uh, Bringing in Darcy Kemper, the goaltending was a, a big issue for them, but they were an underrated defensive team, and it kind of flew under the radar just how good they were on defense last season. And uh, there is some concern with you know the age of players like Ovechkin and, and Oshie and, and whatnot, but they've been a top-10 offensive team for uh, about as long as I can remember, uh, and, and I don't think that's going to change this season with the additions of uh, Dylan Strome and Connor Brown, and, of course, Tom Wilson will be back in the lineup around December we hope and uh there's I guess a little more optimism that we could see Nicholas Baxter back this season as well
4: yeah I mean in that kind of a caps brand they're just old every year it seems like right and they're they're just sort of their thing
7: but they're good yeah but they're good
4: (laughs) but they're good right like at some point you just have to sort of say well I mean
7: everybody's been been picking them as a team that's going to step back since they pretty much since they've won the cup and it hasn't happened so uh, I, I like this team
4: okay so just to clarify you like them over points you like them to make the playoffs, not necessarily a futures play, though.
7: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you can, you can bet on them to win this, the Stanley Cup. I've got that in there. I okay. Just, uh, I mean, a forty to one bet. I think that's that's okay. still out there. I'm in it. Um, Let me do because, that. Uh, you know, they, they took the Panthers to the limit last year in the first round. They should have won that series. Uh, and um, you know, if if they get in again, and and uh Kemper is as advertised that he's been one of the best goaltenders in the regular season for the last three or four years I've also got him to win the the Vezna trophy at 25 to 1 um so uh yeah I'm I'm kind of all in on the capitals this year I I am optimistic cautiously optimistic about
4: this team I love it first time Andy Vanille's ever come on here and been this effusive in his praise about the caps let's go uh what teams are you not as bullish on what teams are you perhaps more bearish on than than the market suggests
7: uh, well, I think I'm uh, a little bearish on the, the New York Islanders. Obviously, they they got off to a really tough start last season. They had, had to play the first, I think, 13 games on the road uh, while they, they were waiting for their, their new arena to be ready to go. Uh, and, you know, they, they really didn't get off to a, a terrible start, but things just kind of spiraled. Once they got home, uh, nothing went right for that team. And they were an easy bet to bounce back, but then they, you
8: know, fired
7: uh, uh, Barry Trotz at the end of the season. I don't think a whole lot's going to change there in terms of their structure, but they just don't have a lot of high end talent, uh, in, in their forward group. Um, they'll probably be a pretty good defensive team. They've got good goaltending. Uh, but I, I think they're going to miss the playoffs and, and I think that minus minus one fifteen, it's a good bet that they do. And, uh, I would also bet them under 92 and a half, uh, regular season points at, at minus minus I'm not sure if, if that's moved. And another team that I'm bearish on once again is the New Jersey devils. Uh, I, they were probably the most overrated team last year. They 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 went out and they got Dougie Hamilton. That was a obviously a you know a big a big um, attention grabber in the off season. Um, but once they hit the ice, they they were they were pretty bad. And I, I they've got them around half points right now, I believe. Uh, and and I would go under there as well. I think uh, I think New Jersey uh, is a is a good bet to make the playoffs or miss the playoffs. Sorry. But that's uh minus one seventy last time I, I looked. So uh you know, another another chalky play there. But you know, these are these are bets. Both both the Capitals and the Bruins to make the playoffs, uh and and the the Devils and the Islanders to miss the playoffs. They're they're chalky, but they, they should be priced, you know, north of uh, minus five hundred on a couple of those, minus three hundred on, on some of those. So there's a ton of value here, much more than you'd find on a on a daily basis in the regular season.
4: Value is value, as they like to say, or as we like to say. Um, where do you stand on the Lightning? By the way, speaking of them.
7: Yeah, I mean I've got them. You know, challenging. Uh, you know, the Maple Leafs and the the Panthers uh, as as being a, a top ten or a top team in the Atlantic Division and the Eastern Conference. Um, they're, they're still right in the thick of things, obviously losing Andre Palat hurts a lot. Um, they, they shipped out Ryan McDonough, which was a a good move, you know, cap wise, but he still had some talent left it and and some left to give that team. Um, so that, that hurts them a little bit, but it does allow Mikhail Sergeyev to, uh, to move up into his rightful place in in the top four uh, on that blue line. But yeah, the, the lightning, I mean, they're, they're right there. They didn't get the three feet done, but I would not be surprised if, if they came back just as strong as ever. Jeez,
4: Can you imagine then? Then we'll be saying if they if they were to win the title this year, we'd be like, wow, they were that close to uh, to winning four in a row at that point. Uh, any other bets, either either by team or by award? Because you mentioned one earlier. Any others?
7: Um, I you know I do have David Pasternak to win the uh, Rocket Richard finish with the the most goals this season at at twenty to one. Uh, I don't I don't love it, but um, he was he was the the player that I thought I'd take a, a flyer on there. He, he's won the award before. Um, and, uh, you know, only only Leon Dreisaitl and Matthews have scored more goals than Pashnak has over the, the last couple of seasons. There's a new coach in Boston. Uh, and, you know, by his own admission, he, he likes to let his horses run. So maybe that'll be good for a player like David Pashkak and uh, And maybe he can, you know, up those goal totals again.
4: Andy, we appreciate it, man. The hockey season begins on Saturday. Is that right?
7: Uh, yeah, October 7th, they kick off in Prague, and then the, the rest of the season gets going on October 11th, and, and then uh, then we don't stop.
4: Yeah, Is it Friday or Saturday, Kelly? Friday, you said? What is it? I thought it was Friday night. There's, okay. a, oh. there's a back-to-back.
7: It's probably Friday yeah. and Saturday. Friday
4: and Saturday in so. the season in earnest, starting next week. Andy, appreciate it. Love you wearing the Caps hat, man. We appreciate it. That's you. Andy McNeil, everybody, at Digital Gambler. Where that Washington Capitals had predicts big things for the Caps, Kelly. You have a couple things you want to bet on or talk about. I say it's
5: Friday night, but if it's a, if it's a prog situation, maybe we got a whole time change thing going on. I don't know. I got one bet uh, just made for golf already this week for the Shriners here in Las Vegas. Just wanted to point it out: twenty to one on Max Homa. Uh, we talk a lot about win equity, especially when it comes to golfers, and in, in a field like this, that is really not a star-studded field. Patrick Cantlay about plus 650 to win this thing. You're going to see at the top of the betting board right now, 20 to one on a guy who's won five times on tour, Max Homa, one of the hottest golfers on the planet, frankly, right now, coming off a great president's cup showing, won the Fortinet. I saw a 21 at MGM. I thought that was a great number for an outright. We'll dive a little bit more into golf tomorrow. Uh, I, I haven't broken down the full tournament yet, but 20 to one on a guy who wins as much as Max Homa does right now. I think that's a great number out there to scoop up for this
4: weekend. Okay, and then there was something else besides the golf. Yeah,
5: right? just you know, informational betting, right? We talk about this a lot, so a lot uh, when it comes to NFL, NBA, and as we're getting into the NBA season, we'll be picking that up here soon, shortly too. Look, I never bet NBA preseason. It is not something I'm running to bet at. Uh, but look. Saw a few few, uh, beat writers tweeting about this last night before the Clippers game of how the Clippers had a very specific plan of how they were going to attack that game last night. They were going to play basically their entire starting lineup in their full normal rotation the first half of the game, and second half of the game, those guys were going to all go to the bench. So... It was tough to find a first-half line and any books hanging a first-half line, Gil, but was able to hop on the Blazers' second half knowing they were going to continue to play some of their starters. Lillard played 23 minutes last night. Simons, 26. Ended up being, I do want to say an easy cash, but a cash in the second half for the Blazers would have been an easy first-half cash on the Clippers. Just you got to follow beat writers and
4: stuff like this. It will make your betting so much easier sometimes. this is, uh, It's a point we try to make on a numbers game for all these years. We tried to make it on primetime action. Bets are created differently, right? Not all, not all bets are a strict handicap by data. You might do that for one sport. I do that with tennis that way. But some are just informational. Yep. Drafts, preseason like that. By the way, Jason Weingarten will be on the show tomorrow. I think he bet on Adelaide. Adelaide Whoa. against uh, Phoenix. He had no idea he was, they were playing the Suns. That's tomorrow. College football next with Pete Tech. At Bed
0: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
8: A numbers game on v the sports betting
4: network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Let's get that to Nevada, too. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points. You can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, Sports Betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit mgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER skill Alexander Kelly Bidlin is here as well pro tip of the hour has to do with what Mark Borchard said earlier if you're looking to bet baseball in these final two days be very aware of the fact uh, that the Philadelphia Phillies ought to be at least by Mark Borchard's numbers and I agree with him wholeheartedly they ought to, well, for lack of a better term, tank these final couple games. Why? To avoid the New York Metropolitans, if it in fact is the Mets, that end up with the number one wild card and therefore the number four seed in the National League. So what the, in other words, the Phillies have a tiebreaker with the San Diego Padres. They would win the tiebreaker. The Phillies are currently one game behind the Padres. So the Phillies ought not... And again, this is where it gets into what we think versus how the club will play it. But they ought not to want to get to the number five seed so that they have to face the Mets in a best-of-three wildcard. They ought to remain at six and get the Cardinals in a best-of-three. That is your VEASAN pro tip of the hour. We have 20 of those a day. We can sport them by, uh, you can sort them by sport and by show at VEASAN.com. 20 a day, at least 20 a day. I've done the math for everybody one every hour right here at fision.com. Uh, we get tweets. I have to read some more Kelly before we get to Peter. Uh, Pete Viewtech because these were these are just uh, all day, you know what they are run over by, but a, a few more of these. Uh, Chris Heath. It's early for Charlie from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> That's <what> everybody <laughs> says <it's> Charlie <laughs> from Always Sunny. Los Vegas uh, 514. Yo, can that guy tell us we're talking about uh, we're talking about Oz Perlman who was on the show earlier, Oz the mentalist. Can that guy tell us when the Commanders are going to be good again? Uh, Johnny Ringo, pretty sure O's implanted a DK bonus code in that segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rich Copperow, Gil, I can tell what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, if this fool can read my mind, I'm going to shoot myself. That's yeah, up there. Uh, this is from the angriest guy in New Jersey. He says, Gil, I know you're freaked out. And I don't blame you. That did not happen to me, and I'm freaked out. El Yesi, a- asking what I was asking. Chance these Mets games don't get played today, then what? And I think it will come down to do the Braves win or not. Because if the Braves win, Major League Baseball is going to be like, well... It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. And we'll just play a game tomorrow if available, maybe two, and that'll be the end of that. They might not play the full 162. If the Braves lose, the Mets have to play all these games still because they will still have a shot at winning the division. So we'll have to keep an eye on what that is. Brian Moore... He said Philly needs – talk about the Phillies. Philly needs some NBA load management these next two games to not win, for sure. David Miller, he's a skeptic, Kelly. He says, don't let me start calling you for a gazy gill. Eight of clubs, okay, lucky guess, but not Marley. Somebody's sleeping in my bed, he said. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what to tell you guys. All I can tell you is I've never met the dude before, and from my perspective, and this is just I'm being honest with you, I am less freaked out that he got the, the player correct than I am that my brain produced that player. That's I, what I'm freaked out by. He's doing it
5: remotely. Like, I think that's the other thing. If he, if he was here in studio, I, I don't know, you know, how he might did, be able to trick you he or whatever.
4: finesse me into saying, because I've never thought of that dude in, I can't, I can't tell you how long. Why did he pop up in my brain? Anyway, uh, New York Mess 16, Oh, this is good about uh, what was uh, what Borchard was talking about. It goes, aren't Otani's wins, 15 of them, more valuable due to the team he plays for? Houston, obviously a much be- a much better all-around team than the Angels. Makes sense for why he's running for Cy Young. So Scott uh, agrees with uh, what Borchard uh, was talking about. Anyway, on and on and on. We appreciate all of this. Just, uh, just a fabulous uh, segment earlier with those. We'll have him back on. Pete Futak, always fabulous segments with him as well. And uh, he comes to us from College Football News, and he was kind enough, along with his co-hosts Gabe and Alyssa, to have me on a show, on a radio show on Saturday, to talk college and pro football. I had a great time. Thanks for having me, Pete.
8: You saved the show. We need you back anytime to come back on and, and uh, come, impart your wit and wisdom <laughs> to what we were trying to do with that whole thing. No,
4: it was great. Uh, we were talking. Was, we was right in the middle of the college football day. By the way, G- Gabe is awesome, uh, as is Alyssa. And I just wanted to... Um, I just wanted to sort of get back to a couple things we talked about there and then we'll get to your thoughts this week in college football. By the way,
8: Gib and Alyssa by by the way, that whole show is them in game like betting. <sighs> the entire I love me it. Talking, and then those two on their phones hitting refresh about a hundred thousand times to see if Marshall's gonna come back and kick a field goal.
4: <laughs> All right. So here's here's a couple things from that. One boy has this gotten ugly quick with Oklahoma and they've got some games in front of them where this could get worse for Brent Venables that's one thing uh, and then two you talked about who's going to be the coach, first coach fired and it ended up being Paul Christ do you it justified to you
8: yeah you know here's the crazy part about and the, technically if, for the betting purposes Carl Durrell was 2 to 1 i was told that that was going to linger a little bit because they they didn't have the money they didn't want to do the buyout for Durrell but he was the odds on favorite Chris was, I don't want to say out of the blue, but you gained two rushing yards against Brett Bielema in Illinois. Uh, that's a problem. Now, I am a former, I am a badger, current former Wisconsin guy. So uh, knowing this program like I do, it, you, you just got rid of a guy who won 72% of his games and was nine wins a year every year. Uh, good dude. But there's a bunch of parts of play. First, they're not getting any better. They're not. They've not improved this year. And secondly, Jim Leonard, the uh, defensive coordinator, former star NFL player, former star Badger defensive back, he was a hot uh, coaching uh, product. He was probably going to go to Nebraska. Or at least he was going to get a call from them. And I think they wanted to make sure they didn't lose him. And all, everything just kind of came together at once there for the Badgers.
4: Okay, uh, we got to do rapid fire answers to all of these because they got a bunch go. of things to ask you. Uh, one. Ohio State, Alabama, and, of course, Georgia. Georgia now a couple weeks in a row, right, where they have not looked Georgia-esque. Alabama had the scare against Texas. Uh, Ohio State earlier in the year against Notre Dame. Who's the best team in the country right now?
8: Ohio State right now, and uh, to rapid-fire this quick to go college football playoff, it's going to be interesting because Alabama certainly looks beatable if Bryce Young is out for any real long stretch of time, and Georgia certainly looks like they could get tagged. Both have brutal schedules coming up. They're still probably going to play in the SEC championship game, but they're both going to probably have a loss. So this whole idea that they're both getting into the college football playoff, not the given that I think everyone's making out to be. I mean,
4: Kent State and Mizzou, Pete. Kent State and Mizzou. Um, yeah, they, they
8: want, any landing you can walk away from is a good one. Let's uh, see if they pick it back up this week.
4: All right. Uh, speaking of Venables, Texas at Oklahoma. Texas uh, favored by a touchdown against Oklahoma, who's trying to avoid 3-3 three and three now.
8: Yeah, the, the problem is it's still Texas, and you know if, you know, the wind blows the wrong way or someone gives an upside-down hand sign, they go in the tank. So, uh, as, to go back to your Venables comment, I yes, Oklahoma is not playing great right now. Dylan Gabriel's hurt. We, we're not quite sure what his status is going to be, 100%. I still kind of like the Sooners. They just have a mind meld over this game. The, the, usually the team in this game that's not supposed to win kind of has it over the other side.
4: Battle of the Undefeateds. The Horned Frogs of TCU, 4-0 Let's against go. the Jayhawks of Kansas. What a ball game this has turned out to be. TCU favored by a touchdown. What do you like?
8: I cannot get past the fact that Kansas is good at college football. And what sucked is last week was a complete that, – that goes everything against – we fine, Kansas is good, but they win games 55-52. And then you have last week – the over on the Iowa State game was a given last week, didn't work. I still I can't believe I'm still going against Kansas, but TCU's playing so well I'm going to go TCU and give away the points, but I'm not happy about it.
4: <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm not happy about it. All right uh, Kelly Bidland guessed this line earlier on the college football guessing lines. Tennessee at LSU and the SEC with the uh, the vols the favorites against the Tigers just by a field goal though, not by Kelly's touchdown, just by a field goal.
8: Yeah, another one, of the the only reason I like Tennessee in this, they've had two weeks off to prepare. Uh, they don't have much of a defense. LSU's playing really, really well. I mean, we we've lost them in the Florida State game. That's not the real LSU. They're starting to sort of get it all together. But again, Tennessee a little more rested, come with the offense. I think it's going to be a fun back-and-forth shootout. Tennessee, but they'll, they'll pull it up. I'm sheepish on that one too.
4: All right. Texas A&M Alabama, huge number. Not for the same reasons. We thought it would be a huge number before the season started. It just is huge. Cause Texas a and not all that good. Uh, can Texas A&M cover this?
8: Yeah, because they're going to slow this game down to a grind. We're not exactly sure what Bama's going to be. is and how good Bryce Young's going to be. Bama wins easily, but covering that 24, or whatever you're going to be able to get it at. I kind of like the Aggies in this.
4: Pack 12 Utah, UCLA, where are you going?
8: Utah, I they're just that good. That Florida game was uh, that one bad pass is going to screw them up. They'll get by UCLA, uh, but they've got a gauntlet coming up. They still got to go to Oregon, still got to deal with Washington, they got UC, USC coming to their house.
4: All right. Um and then your favorite off of every beyond everything I've just mentioned, your single favorite Until bet. Until they
8: prove me otherwise, James Madison is just crushing everybody. Arkansas State's got an offense but no defense, even though they're playing a little bit of defense. James Madison minus 10 over Ark State
4: you done good. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate it. There you, guys. At Pete Futak, F-I-U-T-A-K, on Twitter, collegefootballnews.com. Well, Kelly, this has been something. What a show. <laughs> this has been, how can I put this, something. I'm going to have to uh, really ponder life after this. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the East Sports Betting Network.